Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for waking me up this morning and for blessing me, as well as giving me the activities of my lambs. Now, I also want to thank my loyal listeners who've been following me and listening to the show. I also want to tell you, if you're my Facebook friend out there, all you have to do is click on the link, listen to any of the shows, and you can also click to subscribe. It is free. Then I want to be tagging individuals as it relates to the show. I was trying to put the information out there, but for some reason, when I come to this office, my Internet be wanting to work slow, and I really don't appreciate that. But I'm going to still give thanks despite the circumstances. So, again, my name is Jeanette Abney, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist as well as the host of the show. So, let me log on my first guest. Good morning. This is Jeanette. Thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments. Who am I speaking with? Number ending four four. Okay, I logged you on, but not doing anything. So I guess I'm having Internet problems again. So if you are out there and you hear me on the show or you can't hear me and you know my personal cell phone number, please let me know. Seems like you're logging on now. Number ended in 4-4. How are you doing? I'm fine. You can you hear me? I can hear you, Mama G. How are you doing? <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Good news. I'm on YouTube now. Good job. You know what? I've been following you, trying to keep up with the shows on Sundays, because that's normally my day when I'm with my grandson up in L.A. But, um, yeah, that's that's great. That's great. You know, you and I both, we got to figure out how to do this technology stuff. Because I had my mic on earlier. The mic clicked me off. I said, ooh, I caught it this time. So I was able to call in. Facebook still got me where the little circle thing is going. I said, but you know what? Between you and I, we make it work. So yeah. <laughs> so we're going to give thanks because you know why? Because it don't make no sense to complain. Cause if we That's complain, really right. If, you can, if you're still breathing, there's no sense to complain because somebody's no not sense. breathing. Thank you very much. It makes no sense to complain. Now, and I'm glad you called the show. That's why I sent you a personal text message just to make sure you, you know, knew to come on today. And you can also give information about your show in regards to how people can find you. Because it's funny how when we were younger, we wasn't thinking about doing no mess like this. Now, oh, even though we like to talk anyway. But now we get to talk to people all over the world and share information and today's topic at Blog Talk Radio, Pressure Predicaments, is about giving thanks. Because a lot of I did my show on giving thanks. Ooh, see, I, good, good. So now we start talking about giving thanks, and we say thanks to for what? Now, yesterday I did a show in regards to what are you thankful for? Because a lot of times that's going back and having gratitude and knowing to learning to appreciate what you have and not take people and things for granted, meaning what you're thankful for. Now, today we're going to be talking about how do we even give thanks because a lot of individuals only want to give thanks when it comes to thanksgiving. Now, see, thanksgiving is going to look different for a lot of individuals this year. And today, yeah. 
address the reason for giving thanks. We're also going to be addressing how to give thanks during a pandemic. Because I was watching the news yesterday, and people are still traveling. Individuals are still going to be wanting to be with family, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you know what? My mother used to always say, stop being hard-headed. You know, a lot of people are being hard-headed. So we need to be mindful of that. Because, Karen, I was watching the news, and I saw in, in New York, they were seeing that there are so many unclaimed bodies from March when the pandemic first started. And I'm like, it's going to be a lot of people missing at the dinner table. It's going to be a lot of things going on. And now, I haven't talked to my grandkids in Oceanside in a while this month, but I said if they show up at my door, I'm going to be passing plates out. I'm like, oh, here you go, here you go, because I don't want to be getting sick. I don't want to – what are your thoughts on that? How, what are you doing for this Thanksgiving? Well – I, well, I had Thanksgiving yesterday. No, what's the day, Tuesday? No, I had Thanksgiving Sunday. Mm-hmm. I remember you saying that she was going to be I with went, your family. Mm-hmm. I, went, I went to my mom's, and my grandchildren met me there. We had masks on until we ate. Mm-hmm. And then after we ate, I got back in my car, and I went home. Mm-hmm. So Thursday... I'll be in my pajamas looking at football all day. <laughs> and you know what? It, I hate to say this, but I remember our president said he brought us back football. <laughs> wow. So at least, you know, we can't watch some of the, the football games. So that is true. Watching the football games, watching old movies. You know, that's the time when my daughter and I, we like watching Christmas movies. You know, they was decorating a tree the other day and, up in um, Compton, so that is so, so true. So, see, people are going to be doing things differently this year. And a lot of individuals, we get so caught up in traditions to right. any struggle with being flexible. Now, I want to acknowledge there are some religions that do not celebrate holidays at all. So, right. I mean, and I get that. But by that same token, we got to be mindful of how this virus is impacting individuals. Because do you know that there are still some individuals out there that think it's a hoax, that it's not true? Yeah, I don't understand that. And I tell people every day, every time I get on the show, I said for those who think they get sick and die, they can wake up and, and work tomorrow, that's a lie, because once you die, you don't wake back up. I tell my audience that all the time. When you get sick and die, you don't get another day to start all over again. Hello? Hello? What happened? Hello?
Okay, Mama G. Are you on, Mama G? Okay. Um, looks like I'm back on. Um, Cheryl, thank you for letting me know that there was no sound. But you know what? We be figuring it out. When stuff like this be happening, we always make a way out of no way. So, Mama G, call back in. For some reason, it kicked you off again. There's something going on with the Internet. So I'm quite sure it ain't going to kick me off this time. And, you know, and I thought I was smarter than the average bear. I thought I was going to use a landline. So I figured if I use a landline, it can't just kick me off the landline. But apparently it did. But that is okay. So, again, thank you for letting me know that you um, couldn't hear me. I, I truly, truly, truly appreciate that. So, again, if you want to call in on the show, if you want to join us, give us a call at 516-387-1914 because I do want to hear your thoughts and some of your ideas that you guys may be doing or give, or, um, I want you to share in regards to giving thanks and what individuals and families are going to be doing as it relates to celebrating this Thanksgiving. So I'm trying to find something else. Okay, here's another caller. As it relates to celebrating this Thanksgiving. Hello, this is Jeanette. Okay, here's another caller. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to President Edition's number in the zero five. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. You know what? You know what? I'm not going to blame it on the devil because I'm not going to give the devil no no um I'm not going to give him no props today. But <laughs> this right here is starting to get on my nerves. Thank you for letting me know that um, you couldn't hear the sound. And then just now, I was hearing an echo because what I had to do was use my phone. I'm just like, oh, just breathe. That's, that's, that's the usah. We start talking <laughs> about giving thanks. And sometimes we have to learn how to even give thanks even when we are going through tough times. There's power in giving thanks. So thank you for joining the show at such a short notice. And I haven't talked to you in a while. But um, uh-huh. let's talk about Thanksgiving. What, what is Thanksgiving going to look like for you this year? Um, a friend and I were talking earlier this morning, and we had a conversation about the fact that um, because some people are not using masks and because of the situation we're in now, that I feel the most precious gift that someone could give today and for the, this holiday season is to respect that we want to stay healthy and we want to keep others healthy. And so I think that the perfect Thanksgiving is really adhering to those policies that are going to keep your loved ones safe. And that means not traveling. That means not having family events just for this one time in order that you can have them around longer. Um, It's really scary for me, and I'm being very, very careful. So I just think that um, it's – not wise to have family gatherings at this point. And I think it hasn't been, um, it, it's been taken lightly. And I wish that it, um, that people would decide that they're going to do the best for all of their family members, especially, especially for the older ones. So I'm mm-hmm. thankful that I have the wisdom to know when I have to back off and not have celebrations and, and, and mingle with family and, and cause other people, because I know I would feel so much guilt if someone got sick at an event of mine. 
So I'm thankful for having yeah. a Thanksgiving period, and I'm going to appreciate that. You know what, and um, and that is true. And a lot of individuals, like I said, we don't. People talking about they write, they don't want to be told what to do, and and I noticed, like I said, there are some religions, some cultures that don't celebrate Thanksgiving, and many of us was taught the wrong definition of what Thanksgiving is supposed to be about. And some individuals, like I said, we get so caught up in traditions that we have to learn how to be flexible. We have to learn how to adapt. And even the power of giving thanks in tough times because some individuals can't even afford food to put food on the table. You know, the food lines, when I look at the news and I see the lines and the cards of individuals that are just trying to get, just, just to even have food to feed their family just for that one day. Mm-hmm. Now, there's certain things that I like to cook, that I like to eat on Thanksgiving. Because like I said, we want to keep some of our memories and family traditions around. But I know when I go to the grocery store, it's going to be a hot mess. I can't even go to Walmart without spending $200 on simple things. So even as individuals are trying to shop to prepare this meal, we got to remember there are still individuals that are unemployed. People are still losing their jobs. Some individuals are asymptomatic, meaning that they may have or been infected with COVID or infected with COVID and are not showing symptoms. You know, and those that are sick, we want to make sure that we let them know that we love them and not just totally isolate them and, you know, mistreat nobody. But we have to use wisdom. We really have to use wisdom. And um, things are just so interesting right now. And, you know, another thing I want to say, sure, I noticed that with our seniors, oh, they're not playing I'll never forget my pastor's mother. She had me cracking up one day when she was talking about, uh, I guess it was her help or somebody was supposed to go. She was like, uh, my son want him to come to my house. Let, let her to come to my house. Let him come to her house, his house. You know, I'm trying to live. <laughs> I was cracking up. And that was early in the pandemic. So a lot of my seniors, they're like, no, you're not coming over here messing with me. No, get away from me. You know, they say <laughs> the two hardest people to trick is a baby and a senior. They're not playing <laughs> they are uh-huh. so uh-huh. I remember when my mother had cancer. My mother was walking around with a little surgical mask before even we. I even heard anything about a pandemic, and that was in 2008 when she was uh-huh. sick with cancer. She was like, "No, you're not gonna come over and kill me." So we just need to be mindful of these things. We really, really do. Now. Um, even with school, I mean, I, I haven't talked to you in a while, so I don't know what's going on with the school situation. And I know that my grandkids just went back to school last, I think it was last week. And I'm learning that a lot of individuals are upset because they want their kids in school. And even during the Thanksgiving holidays, normally the schools would normally let out for a week anyway. Right. I remember back in the day, they were just getting that Thursday, Friday off. Now is the mm-hmm. whole week, and families mm-hmm. are struggling, and they're trying to find ways of feeding their family and feed their kids throughout the week. What's going on mm-hmm. with the schools in your area? Are they back at school? Are they out of school? What's going on? We're not back yet, and the proposed dates are January, beginning of January for elementary, and then beginning of February for secondary. And mm-hmm. my feelings are, and we're moving at rapid pace, I guess, with the vaccination. So my mm-hmm. feelings are that th- those dates might be doable. I'm not sure, but we'll see. I'm, I'm not really 
looking forward. I'm not comfortable yet. I'm not comfortable yet with even thinking about going back in February. So I just I want to just mm-hmm. take it day by day. And I understand that parents are just really consumed with um, having their kids at home all this time. I hope that it will give them some uh, sense of a greater appreciation for what teachers endure. They have a couple at home. We have uh, uh, 30 or so sitting in front of us in the classroom, and we're dealing with them on a daily basis. It's a job, um, and it's a job that we love, but I think that it will shed some light on, you know, for some of those parents who don't realize that what we're doing you know, while we're in charge and of their, their kids. And I commend teachers. I think the teachers are underpaid, and I think that they do need more support, and that is true. But, you know, and a lot of that is kind of old school because I remember when my mother was alive, they thought that you should send your kids to school for an education, and they didn't realize sometimes you got to educate your uh-huh. kids before you can <laughs> send them to school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you, a month yes. ago, you heard of that saying before, too. You know, oh, yes. and that's, that's what parents' thought process was. I'm sending you to school to get an education because in most cases, the parents lacked an education unless the kids came from a home where their parents understood the value, or not just the value, but had more intellect in regards to what was going on because a lot of times they didn't know. And so what's mm-hmm. happening now is parents are having to teach their children. And, girl, I I um I hide from my grandkids because – I remember when I had a job working at a school and I was sitting in the kindergarten class, half of that stuff I didn't even know what they were talking about. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, uh, I have a master's degree and I don't know this stuff. These kids are five mm-hmm. or six years old. So if I had to homeschool my grandkids, girl, we all be getting the F. So uh, <laughs> I have to train this I had to do I have to do and the sound wasn't working on my computer and I was getting frustrated and the internet kept kicking me mm-hmm. off and I'm trying to just mm-hmm. take the test without even reading the information. I said, Lord, here right. I go again. Same old stuff I used to do when I was in school. So when mm-hmm. we start talking about giving thanks and especially during the pandemic, the economic hardship and the political turmoil, because we got that going on too. And one don't have to be overly creative to justify the lack of thankfulness right now, but we do have a lot of things to be thankful for. And a lot of times we start talking about the Thanksgiving holiday, and that was the time that most individuals would normally try to show their gratitude as they sat around a Thanksgiving table, and, you know, and then they would bring up a lot of emotions, sadness, you know, and trying to find, and they found that that was the time where it found a purpose. But dwelling on that is, I think, is one of the things, too, sure, that's getting us in a lot of trouble. It's because we're seeing it so much. We're, and then, I mean, I thought that the travel industry was going to be lower. People still trying to fly. People still trying mm-hmm. to get to certain places. And, and you know what? And I'm learning about Zoom, but I, I saw – I went. I attended a Zoom birthday party, and you know what? It was interesting. It was fun. Mm-hmm. You know, my um, brother-in-law had a Zoom birthday party that his son put together, and I'm like, how are we going to do a Zoom party? But, hey, you get to see more people, and more people even get to attend. Before, we used to just have people on the phone, but now mm-hmm. we are able to look at them through Zoom, and you can download Zoom on your phone. Right. It's it's a different era, and it's exciting. And um, mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you, another thing I'm thankful for is that um, 
that there's a sense of calm now in the atmosphere. I think that mm-hmm. we've all pretty much settled in to understanding how this pandemic works, works, and we're settled in and understanding the political climate. And I think that with mm-hmm. the time we've had, we've had a great deal of time for introspection. And I feel like faith in in the midst of all this, that people are coming mm-hmm. to realize that they need a greater a greater pull, something to get them mm-hmm. through the times like this. So I think it's in times of desperation like this that your faith really begins to prevail. And people who right. felt they didn't have faith, they have to grab something. And so they do grab that maybe the childhood experiences or seeing someone else who relied on faith at a time, you know, a time of, turmoil, mm-hmm. that we're all clutching for that now. And I think that's a good thing. That's one of the good, that's a good byproduct of this situation. Well, you know what, and that is true. I can agree with that because each one teach one, and people are watching, and they're watching mm-hmm. how are you getting through this. You know, because one of the things that in giving thanks, I've been doing my best to not only be a leader, but also to be a giver, to try to help mm-hmm. those that I can, to try to, even if it's just to listen you know, whatever I can do, I've been trying to do, not to the point to where it becomes bothersome to me, but to the point of I'm just trying to be there because individual, there's a lot of people going through right now, a lot of mm-hmm. people that are going through, even in, even in your family, you know, individuals are struggling, having difficult times, um, de- dealing with depression. A lot of individuals mm-hmm. are grieving where they've lost loved ones. You know, whether even if it's losing a, a kid, you know, that's traumatic mm-hmm. for a lot of individuals. Individuals that have lost, this may be their first holiday without a loved one, you know, without a mm-hmm. spouse, without a parent. So a lot of individuals are trying to adapt to even just the loss, but we still have a lot of things to be grateful and thankful for. And like you said, mm-hmm. and they're watching people of faith, but then also even in the house of worship, where, like I said, Tuesday is normally when I do this, this show from the pulpit to the couch. But basically, a lot of individuals in the church have passed away from COVID because some of them were being mm-hmm. hard-headed, not doing what mm-hmm. they were supposed to do, saying, you ain't going to stop my church and I'm going to praise and worship anyway. But you can praise and worship in the privacy of your own home. But there's been right. congregation choirs that have people have joined together because the problem, the biggest problem that we've had is large gatherings, and mm-hmm. that includes large fellowships. They don't have nothing to do mm-hmm. with faith, nothing. And that's where I believe a lot of individuals are getting caught up and getting confused. I was talking to um, my roommate, and she was saying how she wanted to cook, and I cook. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm picky about other people's food. But we were talking, and one of the things was, she was saying that she wanted to make sure she still went out and fed the homeless, where she wanted to make sure that she was able to put plates and food together and still go out and pass trays around, a food around. And I was like, well, I got some disposable, you know, stuff up here on top of the refrigerator, mm-hmm. you know. So we're trying to minimize things but also mm-hmm. still be grateful for the small things that we do have. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things I'm looking at an article that I want to talk to you about, and it talks about five reasons why giving thanks is good for you. Do you know, and I was talking to to Karen earlier, and she kind of hung up, and she was talking about her show, but part of it is 
a lot of individuals have a lot that they still feel they want to complain about. How are you dealing <laughs> with negative people when, we, when it's time to be given thanks for yet some individuals still want to be negative? How are you dealing with that? You talk with someone who's positive, and I'd have to give my daughter credit for that because I have uh, – it's been difficult for me making the transition to virtual, completely virtual. And so I call myself venting, and I call and I complain, you know, that I'm trying to do this. And so I, I had this conversation, and I said this and that and the other, and this and And she says, you're being extra again. You, you, you're just being extra. Just let it go. Just let it go. It's not mm-hmm. worth all this energy you're putting into it. And so I really appreciate having that filter, and I, think that, and, and, mm-hmm. I, and I thanked her. You know, thank you for pulling me off the ledge again because this is all new to me <laughs> and at my age it's difficult. And so I'm really thankful mm-hmm. that I have someone I can turn to, talk to, and she makes me look at the good side of it. Well, Mom, you're actually – you're not dealing with 30 personalities in the classroom right now. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. that you can't see their faces. When, when you call mm-hmm. on them to answer a question and they, they, you see their has left the meeting, and then you call on the next person mm-hmm. has left the meeting, they don't, want to, mm-hmm. they don't want to participate because they don't have to. She said, when they do that, she said, I kind of giggle because it's funny. Mm-hmm. They're kids, and they know they can do that. So, Mom, just, just t- look at the humor in some of this and not take it so seriously. So I really appreciate that I, that I have that. I have that, you know, that it's not as bad as you think it is, and that's helped me quite a bit. And so I try to do that with other people, too. I had a, a teacher friend call me recently, and we were commiserating, mm-hmm. and she said something, and she said, <laughs> Uh, I forgot what she said, but she said something, and it hit me, and I thought, but you're still getting paid. You know, it kind of took my daughter's (laughs) advice. But you're still getting paid, and you still have your medical benefits. So it's good. Mm -hmm. It's it's good. And you're still teaching those kids, even though they're, you know, showing up with costumes on and doing silly things that are disruptive, you're still, your life is still pretty okay. Laugh and keep moving. I said I'm passing the word. (laughs) You know, it's funny you said that because, as you said, that my daughter was calling me, and I'm like, why is she calling me and I'm on the show? You know, and then my my phone is just going off, and then I'm messed around, and I'm lost the phone. I, I'm sitting up in my office like, uh, I'm missing the phone today, but it's all good. You know, I'm not going to drive myself crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and then I had to call her on the other phone, and which I was like, oh, on the radio. She was like, I forgot. I just want to make sure you got my text messages. But you know what? But sometimes we got to give thanks for the small things. And I'm grateful for my daughter, too, because she keeps me in check. When I'm going uh-huh. off the edge, because I was talking to someone earlier today, and he was saying how, you know, sometimes people don't like talking to older people because all we do is complain. <laughs> <laughs> we do have kind of fun, they complain, and, and they'll only listen to us for so long, and they'll be like, uh, well, what about this? I'm like, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> No, that is true. <laughs> yeah, we, for some reason, I don't know why we find it in our nature. I guess it's just a stage we go through. Then when we get like really, 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 really senior, you know, they stop complaining then because now they're about ready to transition. Uh-huh. So you know, now uh-huh. they want to see, they want to wait and go see Jesus. Or you know, I remember when I used to call my <laughs> grandmother. I used to call my grandmother. I'm, I need to stop laughing. But I used to call my grandmother every time I talk to my grandmother. Grandma, how you doing? Well, you know, 
I'm dying now. And, you know, I used to be like, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> you know, but then it was like, <laughs> okay, we go through stages. Well, it's a learning mm-hmm. experience, and we need to give thanks for that. And we also right. need to figure out where people are because a lot of times we don't give them time, like you said, to vent. You know, but we mm-hmm. do need to basically, they did some studies, and they did, and it looked at the psychological as well as the physiological facts, and they found some fascinating things in regards to give thanks and why thanks is, is good for individuals. And this article mm-hmm. is an interesting article, and I'm trying to see where it's coming from. It's basically coming, it's just five reasons of giving thanks and what we can learn from the happiest people we know. Because this is from individuals that we basically, you know, we watch our mothers, we watch our grandparents. You know, I learned a lot from my neighbors. And mm-hmm. this was in an article, it's an article in the parade, and they, there was a psychologist and a scientist named Matt Killingworth, and they revealed from the Johnny Walker bath, and they called it the John Anomics, they did a study of joy and progress. And this was just some of the things that they indicated in their article. And we're talking about gratitude, but they said that basically the reason why it's good for us is because we need to count our blessings. Counting blessings boosts your health. And sometimes when you count your blessings, it helps with your memory because it kind of triggers mm-hmm. things for me. When I did the show mm-hmm. yesterday, did nobody call in? I had to talk for my, by myself for a whole hour. I was like, Lord, but thank God I got a voice. Thank God I can talk. Thank God I got something to talk about. You know, mm-hmm. but it boosts your health. And they've shown, and research has shown, that grateful people had less depression and stress, lower blood pressure, more energy, and a greater optimism. Mm -hmm. Now, I am very optimistic about what's going on, and I know that once we get through Thanksgiving, we're going to get through Christmas. Then after that, I'm going to get through my birthday, and I'm going to be 50-something, something, 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 something. something. But... (laughs) When I'm gonna get paid, I'm like, good lord, can the numbers go backwards? So basically, counting blessings, doing a lot of things, and it also slows down the aging clock. And older mm-hmm. adults, they found that daily practice of gratitude even slowed down some of the effects of what they talked about the um, neural degeneration. That often occurs when we age. And that's why I love talking to older people because I love hearing their stories. Because right. they have a testimony of being thankful and the greatness and the things that have happened. So those are just some of the benefits that we should practice being thankful for more than just once a year. And mm-hmm. um, we, you, you, just, you, you just never know. Now, what are some of the reasons why you are why you think we should be giving thanks? What are some of the reasons off the top of your head? For breathing, for having life, um, for having the wherewithal to get up and function. And and I, when I was younger, I compared it to being on a treadmill. And because I had friends, I had relatives who just gave up on life, and to me, that was getting off the treadmill. And and my Mm-hmm. Advice at that time was that if you keep pace, you, just, you have to keep pace. That's what life is all about. If you if you slow down your pace or you stop and the treadmill's still going, you're going to get lost. And I've seen that happen quite a bit. So I just mm-hmm. think that um, giving thanks for being able to 
live and giving thanks for being able to function in this society that's ever-changing and being able to be thankful for and appreciate the people who surround us and make us who we are Mm -hmm. and for nature. Nature's wonderful, wonderful. I love watching nature. Some little critters I'm afraid of, but I love nature. Giving thanks that we have a a universe that that still thrives in spite of all that we do. And that, um, you know, we, we can go out and do something simple, like sit and, you know, sit out on the grass and enjoy nature at its most beautiful moment. That there's so many things to be thankful for. Being thankful for having family and, 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 and people who are right there in your heart that make you want to get up and do the best you can every day. Being thankful for mm-hmm. the challenges that come and make us a better person. I could go on and on and on, but just so many things to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. You know what, and um, hey, I, I like that. I like that. And because a lot of times individuals, we lose focus. We lose focus, and that helps individuals because it helps them to be able to recall, like, you know what, this is not that bad. Because mm-hmm. Thanksgiving is going to come around next year, and it's gonna be, there's mm-hmm. going to be another Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is always going to fall every fourth Thursday in November. Because it's a mm-hmm. national holiday. And it's worth noting that Thanksgiving is the only holiday that the national calendar that we shall reserve for God. And that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And a lot of individuals don't realize that. Now, we know that there's other religious holidays on the calendar, but they belong to a particular religion, not to the nation as a whole. You know, we people are going to be watching football. You know, mm-hmm. back in the day, it was college football, too. They would have, like, turkey bowls and and I don't know mm-hmm. what's going on with college sports because I haven't really been keeping up with the sports as much as I used to. I know that L.A. had some winning teams. You know, the Lakers had mm-hmm. won, and then the Dodgers right. had won. So I don't know mm-hmm. what's going on with college ball. But mm-hmm. what happens is when individuals got so used to gathering around the table on Thanksgiving Day, it was rarely in spite of their poverty that they gave thanks out of our abundance, meaning look at where we are now, look at what we have, despite what we feel or other people may think we don't have. You know, I always tell individuals, and I don't know if you've ever looked at it from this perspective, sometimes what a, peop- what a person may want may not be what they need. Mm-hmm. And sometimes what they need, they may not even realize that they really didn't even want it. So mm-hmm. I think that this time of season right now, we are looking at the many, not all, are looking at things from a different perspective. Exactly. Totally different mm-hmm. perspective, especially when we start talking about poverty. Mm-hmm. So there are individuals that was making six-digit figures that are not anymore. You know, people mm-hmm. that are were getting EDD, that, you know, are unemployment now, people committing fraud. It's so many people are doing desperate things, but we need to really give thanks. And you mentioned something in regards to our faith. And one of the things is when we start talking about things, it's not even being a monetary reflection on the benefits with which we've been blessed. We always, I mean, we should learn to rejoice because in giving thanks in all circumstances, our joy is not dependent upon our mood, our condition, but on rather our relationship with our higher power. That makes a big difference. 
a big difference. And like you said earlier, too, some individuals are also growing more spiritually because of this. Some individuals are, are asking questions. Some individuals mm-hmm. are struggling, maybe struggling with trusting God. But the thing is, when we are growing spiritually, when our thankfulness is not conditioned on external events, because it's easy to say thanks when things are going relatively well, and another matter to give thanks when things seem to be going badly. But we can still open a voice of praise to God even when the wind is blowing against us. That is deep. That is really deep. You know, despite our situation, we can still give thanks. Mm-hmm. Now, when we talk about that, and I'm looking at an article, another article. I like looking at articles when I'm doing the show. And one of the things that it talks about here, and they're talking about one of the most powerful examples of a person who gave God his unconditional gratitude is Job. Girl, I don't know how Job did it. When I used to hear about the story about Job, I used to be like, I don't know if I can do all that. <laughs> they say that Job was a man who was righteous in every way, not only was he wealthy and blessed by God, but he shared his wealth with everyone. Mm-hmm. Now, when we when we do that, you know, a lot some of the bitches are doing that now. I've been seeing on Facebook, I don't know if you um have Facebook, but a lot of some individuals are giving away turkeys, some individuals are giving away meals or you know, they're doing a lot of things. So there are individuals that are still doing whatever they can to bless individuals and mm-hmm. to make sure that you know, somebody got something to eat. And I felt right. so bad. I felt so bad. And I had to call my own daughter Lux to remind me because since my mother passed in 2008, every year I would have food for my clients. Now, I'm not doing groups. I got people doing groups and stuff like that for me, but I still see um, one-on-one clients. But for some reason, on Saturday, I could not get out the bed. The weather changed. My shoulder was hurting. My feet were swollen. I was broke out in the house. I was just my body was not feeling it. So I said, "I'm staying in the bed." So when I called my office, and the lady was like, "Jeanette, don't worry about it. We got this." Okay. So I stayed home. One of my clients texted me and was wondering where I was at, and he's no longer in the program. But the problem was. I normally feed the clients before Thanksgiving. I had mm-hmm. in my head, I'm going to wait until Saturday and bring some food. I used to cook. Sure, I used to have dressing, yams, potato salad, uh, macaroni, mm. girl. I'll be cooking. By the time I got sitting up there with some clients and we listening to you, girl, I'll be ready to fall asleep. I'll be so exhausted from cooking all day. <laughs> I used to have my stepfather baking turkeys, my, my auntie down the street baking turkeys, because I would be mm-hmm. cooking out of three different houses. Then one mm-hmm. year, the devil stepped in and my oven broke. Twice my oven broke. Mm-hmm. I said, you got to be kidding me. So I didn't know what to do. My daughter said, Mom, go to Costco, buy some chicken, do this, do that. I said, the clients was more thankful when I went bought food from Costco than they was with my tears and sweat of making homemade food. <laughs> so I still made sure they had something to eat. So then mm-hmm. I, when, I, when I got the text message from my client, I called Tina. I said, Tina, I said, I forgot. She said, what? 
I said, you know we normally feed the clients before Thanksgiving. I said, Saturday mm-hmm. is after Thanksgiving. I screwed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she said, hey, don't worry about it. it. It'll be all right. We'll just make sure that they got something. And, and <laughs> I literally this year, I couldn't <laughs> get out the bed. I didn't realize. And, I, and because of COVID and social distancing, I did not want a lot of people in my um, office anyway. And we used to feed right. three offices. In Oceanside, uh-uh. um, Orange County. So I was just going to uh-huh. take it to one office because I kind of, uh-huh. you know, minimized things. But it, it was crazy. I, I forgot. I literally forgot. Now, uh-huh. when we start talking about even with who we should understand here is what they call the devil's advocate, not someone evil, um, challenges God and says, does Joe fear God for nothing? Have you put a hedge around him? And his house, that's all he has on every side. You have blessed the works of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But put forth your hand now and touch that all he has, and he will curse you to be to your face. And that's in Job 1, 9 through 11. Now, the thing is, when we start talking about some of this stuff that's going on, we got to go back to our biblical teachings, you know, because the Bible kind of speaks for itself. Now, it is easy to speak about what we would do if we was, if we were put to a test. But Thanksgiving, and we talk about the true Thanksgiving, is tested not in good times, but in bad times. You know, I didn't, I didn't know that. I really didn't know that. And it is only then that we can learn what it means to be grateful it is only then that we see life for what it is and what we can make of it. So for those families that are going to be doing Zoom or those families that's going to be calling each other and checking in with each other, you know, we're going to be thankful for those of us that are still amongst the living. We're going to be grateful for just to hear people's voice, you know. And this Thanksgiving mm-hmm. when we gather around our table, those that will be gathering – one of the things that they said um, they were talking about for a recommendation was to have dinner outside. What are your thoughts on that? Because that's kind of interesting because that's a little different too. Because I ain't never had Thanksgiving dinner outside. <laughs> I haven't either, but <laughs> I, 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 had, I had thought about during this time, I have thought about, um, because I've had friends who wanted to come and visit. I'm going to wear my mask. I'm gonna, I said, no, 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 no. I'm not having any company. I'm not, I'm not allowing friends to come over. You know, we'll have to wait until this is all over. Who would have thought that it would go mm-hmm. this long and get, be this severe? But at one point I started thinking, okay, so, I, you know, I have a patio. We could sit out. I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> I didn't say this. We could sit out on the patio and, and have some conversation. And then I thought, no because then they're going to have to go to the bathroom. And I am tired of, you know, I had a couple of repair people who had to come, and they were emergencies, and I sprayed everything with chloride bleach. I'm surprised everything in my house isn't white. They had on their mask. I had on my mask. We kept, we stayed apart from each other, but they actually happened to walk into my house, sprayed absolutely every. I just sprayed, just sprayed like crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, my thinking is, well, if they have to use my bathroom, then I gotta spray my house and and worry about that, you know, opening all the windows and making sure there are no germs in the air and that the virus is in there and all that. It's not worth it, you know. No, and mm-hmm. I decided, no, I won't. Now, um, 
I, I just I just feel like it's just best to just have the restriction of no visitors. Um, I think eating mm-hmm. outdoors is – I like eating outdoors. I like picnics. I like eating outdoors and that kind of thing. But I'm not too sure that I believe all of the science because I remember when, I, when this first started happening, the virus first occurred, and I remember saying because of where I live and there's a trail up above my house, and I remember telling my daughter – I, she, she thought I was too extra at this point, too. I, can't, I said, I'm going inside. I don't want to stay out here because those people are coming down the trail and they're huffing and puffing, and, and this stuff could be in the air. And, and, I would, and I came back in the house. I said, I'm not going to be using my patio for a while. So, and she thought I was extra. And then we find out later on, huh, it is airborne. Mm-hmm. But I think that eating outdoors with your masks off is probably not such a good idea because it's airborne. So I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't take the I wouldn't take the chance personally. Mhm. And you know, and and thank God we live in California because I don't think I would want to be in a cold state sitting outside trying to eat some food. I, I just cannot. I can't imagine that. Mm-hmm. You know, in mm-hmm. California we have warm Thanksgiving, warm Christmases. But if I had to be mm-hmm. in Mississippi or in Georgia, <laughs> because I know that a lot of my family members are going to be in Georgia. I don't know if they still plan mm-hmm. on be going. I noticed that was a plan. So I did not mm-hmm. – I knew I wasn't going to go. I knew I wasn't going to go. So I didn't think it would be a good idea to be out. I'm like, dang, that weather, it's going to be cold as heck out there in Georgia. Right, But I know right. they were talking about running an Airbnb, and then now they're talking about, you know, shutting down some things, and they want to make sure that there's no large gatherings. And, and what are they going to mm-hmm. do if people do it anyway? You know, the police go mm-hmm. knock on your door and start, you know, playing fire marshal bill to see how many people are in your house. But we just got to be mindful. We got, we got to be mindful of those things. And like I said, and not only just, like I said, giving things out. You know, one of my favorite holidays is, is New Year's Eve. I was thinking mm-hmm. about going out of town, or I wanted to go out of town. I don't know if I'm doing it. Just to be somewhere different for New Year's Eve. But, again, um, it's Thanksgiving with those that do gather around a table, even if it's outside on the patio or whatever the case may be. It, You know, it may be safe. It may, you know, but I would prefer it to be if I knew nobody there was positive, nobody there, you know, had the virus. Because if you don't know, I don't think I would want to take that risk. Because when you talk about the science and and what individuals are saying, it's like, are you playing Russian roulette? Are you knowing somebody's infected, but you go go outside and say, well, we were outside and outdoors, or was everyone, you know, negative before they got there? And so I think that that plays a role, too. And that brings to mind a question. Mm Mm-hmm. And the question is, okay, if someone's a carrier, are they they don't necessarily test positive, do they? Are they if I they're a carrier, so. like the younger kids can be carriers. Are they positive or are they negative? For my as carriers. Now remember, I'm not a medical scientist, I'm not a doctor, I'm just a therapist. But for Well, my I'm a doctor and I'm asking a question. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I'm not sure. I don't know the answer to that question. Well, because this is the thing. There are some individuals, and this is what I've heard, that there are some individuals that will test positive, but they're asymptomatic, right, meaning right. that 
they're positive, they have a positive result, but they're not uh-huh. sick. Right. And what uh-huh. brought to my mind when you said that, I thought about D.L. Hughley, when he was, you know, on stage, he's doing a, a concert, uh-huh. he's doing a show. He's talking, right. he's when you know they're showing, he just fell on the floor. Like, what the hell happened uh-huh. to him? And he wasn't uh-huh. having any symptoms prior. Now, uh-huh. does that mean that he could not have, or if someone was close to him, that's why they say people have to be quarantined because uh-huh. they're looking for symptoms. I remember when I right. went to someone's house and they didn't tell me, they said everybody was negative, only to learn that the mother had got a positive result at 530, and then yet she comes to the house and she's they're talking to me outside and walking me to uh-huh. my car. My thing is, if you right. knew you was positive, why are you around me? Mm-hmm. So sometimes mm-hmm. we got to be more considerate of others. You know, even mm-hmm. if you don't want to wear the mask for yourself, wear it for others. So if you right. know you have a positive result, that's what I'm talking about. Now, from my understanding, again, and from what I'm seeing, is more people are being tested. It's kind of like even with HIV being on the rise now. A lot of people just didn't want to know. So now more people are being tested than before. So, of course, the numbers are going to be higher because individuals are now getting their results back. Now, I've heard of false positive. I think there was a person in the White House oh, yeah. that they said had a false positive, that first she was positive, then it was negative, then it was inconclusive. Now, I don't understand the inconclusive results. That I don't understand mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, last we heard, the president's son was positive. Ben Carson was positive. The chief of staff was positive. It's like, but they were not abiding by, in probably in the presence of their boss, because I don't know what they were doing in the privacy of their own home. But, you know, hey. They, they I know what they were doing positive. in the privacy of their own homes. I just can't help but throw this in there. You said two things that I've just got to address. The the president's son tested positive, and so now he's in quarantine. I hope he's also in rehab. And then the other part of that is that um, you don't know what other people are doing in their own homes. Well, again, I hope he's in rehab. So I'm being really (laughs) nasty right now with that, but but, um, anyway. (laughs) I know. But I think it's it's better to be safe than sorry uh, when you're mm-hmm. eating okay for ex- which i don't understand because if you're going to have a family gathering and you're eating outdoors um and you've, you're masked up of course because you're protecting each other until you eat when you eat are you going to sit at a table by yourself six feet away from from everyone else no and so and then too if you're not if you're not six feet away, then that person's susceptible. The other people are susceptible. But if you are six feet apart, then and it's airborne, you're still susceptible. So it just mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. I think that this may be one of those instances where uh, we're expected to use common sense and to put two and two together, mm-hmm. and we're not necessarily getting all of the information that we should be getting because, mm-hmm. like the president said, he didn't want to cause a panic. Are there others who are deciding they don't want to cause a panic? So I think that we should err on the side of caution and realize that we're mm-hmm. going to protect ourselves and everybody else too. Be thankful that we're breathing, breathing and mm-hmm. thankful enough to use common sense and continue good practices. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. Good practices. As you were speaking, I was thinking about, I remember seeing a mask that had the slit like in the mouth where you can't eat with your mask on. I was like, oh, that's interesting. 
Then I saw a person. I went to Costco's one day. I saw a person with a mask on. I didn't even know they had on a mask. I thought it was their true face. <laughs> People are creative. They're being very creative. I'm thankful for the, all the creativity that's come as a result of this pandemic. All the videos, all of the artwork, all of the songs. I love it. Creativity is just dominating. <laughs> I thank these people. They keep me entertained. <laughs> and you know what? And that's something to be thankful for. And that's what mm-hmm. Thanksgiving used to be about at one point. People, the kids, remember the kids would dance, they would sing, mm-hmm. you know, they would entertain the older guests. So, and people mm-hmm. were thankful for that because they knew that they was going to have a good time. And yes. that's, I think, what a lot of individuals are having difficulties with is mm-hmm. you're taking away us having a good time as a family. But families mm-hmm. can still have a good time, and they can still give and show thanks. Now, I want to go over something, and it talks about what does the Bible really say about giving thanks. And in Colossians 3.17 says, And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father through him, whether we are working, driving, jogging, sharpening a pencil, breathing, showering, we're told to be thankful. And mm-hmm. that is true. We need to be thankful. Now, I'm going to say this. I'm going to miss this. I'll never forget Thanksgiving. Girl, my auntie wanted to do the prayer. Girl, my auntie got to talking and saying stuff. I started laughing. I get the giggles. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm thankful for my family. <laughs> I can just imagine. <laughs> well, he going on and on and on. I'm like, this is a long prayer. <laughs> she thankful for this. She thankful. This sometimes she gonna break out in a cry. I'm like, really? <laughs> and the food's getting cold. <laughs> girl, we we can go. Uh, one time I broke out and said that uh, we gonna eat. What we gonna eat? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm forever messing it up. It's something about right before Thanksgiving or we holding hands as a family, I always get the giggles and get people in trouble. <laughs> I don't know if I'm analyzing the prayer. I don't know if I'm, girl, girl, some people you just don't want to get a mic to when they got to pray. It's like, really, uh, you, you, can't, you, you, can't, you can't do the prayer this time. You can't. No, because you're going to be talking about Uncle George and Sister So-and-so. <laughs> you know, and then you just say, we ain't got to fuss over who made the potato salad. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> or whose was the best, which is worse. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, yeah. <laughs> we ain't got to worry about that this year. Uh, yesterday I was talking about, I'll never forget one Thanksgiving, my sister fed us. Girl, the food was good. My sister broke out and said, all oh, y'all motherfuckers dead. We said, oh, she poisoned us. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, you know, well, my sister, let me tell you what my sister did. My sister decided, uh, and Thanksgiving was at her house. This was years ago. And my, my favorite thing for, about Thanksgiving is that I get sweet potato pie. And so mm-hmm. we get to my sister's house and, and eat and all this, and I can't wait. I get my sweet potato pie, and everybody's eating their dessert, and then everybody looks up at the same time, and the question is, what happened to the pie? And I said, this doesn't taste right, blah, 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 blah. There's something's wrong. My sister mm. said, I 
decided that we didn't need to have all that sugar in a pie. I just I just reduced that sugar down. It was just too, too much. I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Ruined my Thanksgiving. Well, well, you know what? At least she didn't do, like, the help and give you a shit pie. <laughs> One time my mother had something and she said, oh, this is for Jeanette. Why it's for me? Ooh. Oh, no, my, uh, mm-hmm. so for my job gave this to me, and I'm giving it. Why I got to eat it? So, you know, <laughs> if they get something especially for you, uh, no, thank mm-hmm. you. I'm going to share with everybody. Mm-hmm. Because I tell people, Jeanette <laughs> likes to eat, but Jeanette don't just eat everything. Girl, right, one time, right. I, like I said, my mother had something that was it's specifically for Jeanette. This mm-hmm. is Jeanette. Nope, Jeanette ain't eating that. <laughs> <laughs> Even your mother. <laughs> Girl, mm, mm. And my son was like, Granny, can I have a piece? Nope, you can't have none. That's for Jeanette. What? I got to eat it. No, I'm not eating it. Wow. And I'll be waiting next year to see that again. And be like some fruitcake. And I haven't seen a fruitcake in so long. That's ridiculous. But I think the fruitcakes normally come out around Christmas time. I don't think they Oh, gosh. I don't, I don't ever want to see another fruitcake. Mm. <laughs> That was that's the so, worst dessert in the world. <laughs> I don't even know what it tastes oh, like. It just, it just looks ugly. But you know what? But yeah. I guess somebody is thankful for that fruitcake because you know what? That fruitcake <laughs> may bring back lots of memories. So hold mm-hmm. on to your memories. Cherish your family. Use wisdom. And remember to give thanks. So I want to say to everyone out there, happy Thanksgiving 2020 because this too shall pass. And again, thank you for joining us here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. And thank you, sure for joining me. I appreciate you. I really do. Okay? And you have thank a you. happy holiday. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.